Hello fellow imperfectionists and welcome back to another episode of Picking at Perfection. Today we are so blessed to be joined by an absolute powerhouse in the marketing and the personal brand sector. Please welcome Naima Lucerna. Naima, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Alistair. I've been really looking forward to this. Such a pleasure. I'm so excited for our conversation. But before we dive into kind of the, the questions and the topics we're discussing today, Naima, do you want to give an overview and an introduction to yourself and everything you do at The Closer Consultancy? Oh, yes, of course. Um, well, my name is Naima Lazana, like you've said. Um, I have over 10 years experience in business development and sales. And I've been working as a business consultant um, close a consultancy, we help companies in the B2B sector get in front of their dream clients and the right people. Um, so it's it's really about growing your impact, I guess. Through doing that, though, I realized when I started creating content, sharing the experiences that I've had online, posting every day, that is what really took my business to the next level and that's why I started building the personal branding agency bait agency to help others harness the power of LinkedIn and their personal brand awesome and that was what brought us together both of our love of LinkedIn we kind of connected and geeked out yeah. a little bit on everything that we were doing and your profile and, and very much on paper you know you look like you've got a huge success story and, and certainly that is true but that wasn't always the case am I correct there was kind of a bit of resilience required some odds against you in the beginning of starting out I think there was so much um so much to contend with um, a little bit of the backstory that I gave you was I had my daughter and I became a single mum and I was on maternity leave for those 12 months. You know, you get 12 months. But as soon as that maternity leave was up, it was lockdown. It was the pandemic. It was March. Right. And that's when it all kicked off. So it was literally 12 months maternity leave. Then it was the two years COVID situation back to back. And uh, it, I really got developed like a lot of, you know, social anxiety because of that. I got depression because I, I was just alone, alone at home in my apartment looking after a baby with not much support around me at all. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to kind of give up if, if that makes sense. And the, the thing for me that I could do alongside looking after my daughter was creating content, engaging with people online. It made me still feel like the professional that I once was. Because in my head, I was just thinking, I'm a totally different person now. Everyone's out there. Everyone's, you know, working, doing amazing at their in their careers and I'm on maternity leave not doing any of that and it's and, and I think becoming a mother is like a huge step a huge change for a lot of women and it can really hit you um in a way that you may not have expected 100 percent. and I think so many people will relate to what you're saying about difficult times in in the pandemic lots of guests we've spoken to have 
kind of you know struggled in the initial stages but out of that sort of austerity has come come something such as their own business or a new hobby or or things along those lines interesting you say about that you felt alone during that period and then from that you kind of launched into marketing which is about connecting and and outreach do you think that that was a coincidence or do you think that was you kind of channeling to connect with others but through a business medium I I think I think that was part of it I mean you know for my whole career I've been in sales right um corporate sales and I always was using LinkedIn but it was more so you know conversations reaching out to people I was never creating content I even, you know, I even mentioned my business and and the brand that I was building. And I said to people, I've been a business consultant for so long, but only now did I decide to create a website and a personal brand and start talking to people, which I think is quite crazy because I always say to myself, imagine if I did this sooner, but you know what, we're we're here (laughs) now, aren't we? Mm, I totally agree. I'm a big advocate of personal brand as well. And, you know, just having something simple like a LinkedIn profile and doing a bit of outreach is totally fine. But I think that there's a pressure on all individuals now to kind of represent themselves, not just as one part, i.e. not just as an employee as a company, but also a, a far wider range of skills. And I think that certainly that was something that for me that came out of the pandemic of you know lots of people got put on furlough or other kind of situations in terms of businesses stripping back and to just be have been relying on that one potential income stream or one potential skill perhaps people now looking back realize that they need to be made of other items so I think you know having a personal brand is a great way to bring all of that together and under your umbrella yeah definitely I think I think the thing is I I I step back from this and I also question myself Am I seeing all of this because I'm in sales and marketing, so I'm seeing all of my peers doing this? Or is this like a wider change? That That's a question I've got. Are people outside of this bubble that I'm in also making this change? I, I don't know. What do, what do you think? Mm, interesting question. And um, what a perfect opportunity to, I will say to our listeners, if you go on Spotify, scroll to the bottom and I'll put a poll pertaining to that exact question. Yeah. But certainly from my experience, I it's tricky what I see. I'm seeing a shift, I will say, but it's definitely still not in the majority. Uh, I think now certainly you kind of stand out for, for good reasons if you have a, a personal brand and a lot of people are heading in that direction. But I would say that it's not limited to just your kind of sales bubble, but there is certainly movement in other industries, but it's not on the whole. There's Because people say to me all the time, right, so I do this podcast, I work with events, I do a bit of Toastmasters, all sorts of stuff, and it all goes on kind of a LinkedIn profile. And people are like, oh, well, you know, you're talking about things that aren't necessarily your job. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's okay. Like, and I think we need to bridge that gap and that stereotype of, it being okay to have other things going on and not just your your one project. Yeah. You know what's really interesting about that is um, I think I watched something a few weeks ago um, about the future of, um, you know, recruitment or employment, your CV. Um, and it basically said, like, your CV is going to be redundant in the future because you're going to, you know, your 
um, employability um, and what you bring to the table is going to be based on totally different things. And for companies, that would include, you know, your social currency, you know, what kind of reach do you have, your community online, because in the future for organizations, when they hire someone, having that network and having that influence is going to be a lot more powerful and it's going to bring a lot to their business. So in the future, it's not going to be about, you know, this one piece of paper stating where you went to school like all these years ago but it's going to be like this individual is coming and they have this much clout or sway whatever you want to call it Mm, that is fascinating and I I completely believe it and I do think that a CV on its own is a little bit redundant in this day and age because there's so much more than you can provide it's also a very linear format right I I probably pride myself more on spoken communication than I do of, of written. Uh, and certainly if I didn't get to interview stage, that wouldn't be an opportunity to do that. Whereas LinkedIn profile, you can add videos and all sorts of dynamic content. I think that sounds like a positive shift, certainly for from my side. Definitely. And, you know, in terms of businesses putting that video content online and showing personality, this makes a huge, huge change, like in terms of shortening your sales cycle or helping your potential clients to make a decision whether they want to engage with you or work with you, because you've been communicating with them for so long, you know, through your content, through the things that you're saying, and they decide for themselves already whether what you have to say resonates with them, whether they would like to work with you, whether, you know, people buy energy, your energy at the end of the day before anything. And if, you know, so many people could be providing the same service, but if they resonate with you and they like you, then they're going to come and work with you. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are scared to sh- express themselves online and to show their personality. But I always say that is your, you know, superpower. Nobody is you. That is what makes you unique. And instead of shying away from that, it's time to embrace who you are and to get comfortable in the workplace. I love that. That's really positive uh, that you said people buy energy and the thing that makes you unique is being you. I hope that the listeners take a lot away from that. That was really insightful. It's so true, isn't it? You know, um, ultimately when you're working, even, even if you hire someone, if it's an employee or it's a consultant or an agency that you're working with, ultimately it's, it's, it's still people, right? People buy Mm. from people, not a logo. Um, you know, if you work with an accountant, let's say you didn't buy, go with that accountant for the logo, you went with that accountant because you like Bob in accounts and you like, you like talking to him. Um, and, and that's that's the way it is in business. It's 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 people, right? Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. And I think coming out of the pandemic and being sort of more remote working, there's ever more kind of need to connect through these kind of means, such as LinkedIn, in a personal way versus in a linear way, because we're probably not seeing people sort of do kickoffs or sales pitches in person as much. So there's possibly ever more pressure to kind of get your energy and personality out via digital means. Would you agree? Yeah, I totally agree with you there. But for a lot of people, it is very daunting, right? 
a lot of people are experts. They're amazing at what they do. But if you put a camera in front of them, if you want them to like start engaging with people online, they like freeze up. They don't know what mm. to do. Um, and it's actually a big step for a lot of people to, to share themselves online because it's, it's something totally new, right? Um, and it's different because once you put content out there, you're not in control of it. You know, you can't control who looks at it really and who's, who's going to comment. So you are making yourself vulnerable um, by doing that, but also it connects with people. It's more real. Um, they feel like they are already your friend. You know, if someone has spent so many months getting to know your content, getting to know like your backstory, if you've shared that, it really does, really, it builds a relationship, right? Um, there's so many people, I don't know if, if, if you've, I, I compare it to influencers, you know, business people building personal brands. It's like what influencers have done for all these years and it's moved into the business space. Because if you think about it, I don't know if you have favorite influencers, but you feel like you know these people. Mm. Yeah, no, I do agree. And it's the, it, it boils down to the the people buy from people, right? Yeah. Um, so if someone is listening to this and thinking, oh, actually, it really does intimidate me being on camera, but I am an expert in this and I need to start speaking to my clients in this way, what would you recommend is like the first step? What can they do to start making themselves feel more comfortable? Very first thing is to start engaging with people in their comments. So look at people in your industry, your peers, what are they posting? What are they sharing? And join in their conversations because this isn't that uncomfortable, right? But people are seeing your name, they're seeing your picture, you should have a photo of yourself on your LinkedIn profile. And you can get yourself out there, right? By doing this, and it doesn't feel like you're totally stepping outside of your comfort zone so actually you know do this in the first instance and then you can kind of put yourself in the deep end after mm, love that no I think that's really good and it's really crucial to say I think when we talk about you know engaging with content and producing content that doesn't mean that you can't use other people's as well because in this kind of space especially on LinkedIn there's tons of great content out there and you you, you know they the creator of that content welcomes the engagement that you provide and then as you say people will start seeing your name in the comments and then that kind of works in a in a circular kind of way. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if, if someone posts something and you have something to add to the conversation, do that. Because by doing that, you get in front of your ideal clients, let's say, or people see you. And the, the great thing about LinkedIn is when you make a comment, there's a little tagline, right, where you can write something in regards to what you do, what you offer. And if you write something there that's like really engaging, gets people interested, they will click through on your profile and see what you have to what you have to offer also but so many people are scared to show up on video on camera and what i say to that is what a great way to deal with it is to practice on your phone on your camera you know 
you don't have to post it, but get comfortable with doing it in the first place. Because I was there two years ago. I was terrified of posting myself on on my page or on my business. And I bet a lot of people would hear that and think, what? You were scared. But honestly, like I took it in baby steps. Like the first picture I posted on me wasn't even a real picture. It was like this, like, you know, one of those cartoon graphic ones. Mm. <laughs> wow. And I think that that's really uh, reassuring to hear as well, because I think a lot of people see people such as yourselves that have the following, have the kind of success uh, and the functioning business, and they don't necessarily recognize the journey behind that and the work that's gone into it and the fact that you did take baby steps. Because we often see just the finished product sometimes, uh, and actually you have to recognize that there's been a journey behind that and the work behind it and like you say the building of the confidence the the trying of it and that's kind of what this podcast is really about to try and demonstrate some of the journey and some of how people have you know made their way through that and and break down the barriers of sort of the expectations and just seeing people at the top versus seeing their journey and how they got there it, it looks easy from the outside right and for for a lot of people, people may think, oh, you just popped out of nowhere. It's an overnight success. But it's an actual fact that the majority of overnight successes took 10 years, 10 years of failing, 10 years of being unhappy and making mistakes and trying. It's about that consistency. Um, and there are so many people who are just as talented as you, who have just as much experience as you, and they have all of the, the, the skills on paper or education. But one thing a lot of people can't do is to keep that consistency going. And that's when a lot of people will fall. And, and, and you'll see that. I've seen that over and over again. It's that consistency part that a lot of people, they just can't keep 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 with it and they kind of stop just before they reach that break point mm. oh interesting okay that's that's worth noting and and uh recommendation to the listeners then in terms of what we said there so it is kind of like a, a crowded space there's lots of people doing it and it's difficult to kind of stand out when you were going through that point what kind of helped push you past that point did you experience any sort of comparison culture in terms of seeing other people succeed and wondering if you would ever get to that how did you kind of push past and make this a success definitely in the beginning I thought that the way to be successful was to see what other people are doing and see how I could kind of do that or replicate that because then I could be successful too. Or I would look at other people's content and, and say, oh, I should do something like that. But you know what? That doesn't work. Um, and I have found the best thing you can do is to step outside of that space to stop consuming all of other people's content and find inspiration from somewhere else. So, you know, start reading books, start watching the news, you know, anything outside of the social space and then come in with a fresh mind and just do it your way, do it authentically your way. Um, and that is the best thing to do because you stand out, your content is different, you're bringing something new to the table because if you're just, you know, trying to be like someone else, then you're just going to kind of blend in with the rest of it. 
Mm, love that and bringing it back to the fact that you know what makes you unique and special is yourself no one else is us so that should be the kind of angle that you you play up to and you don't have to be like everyone else no that the best thing is to be different um and people will embrace that and people can see that and you know what there is only there's only so long that you can kind of pretend to be someone you're not because that will ultimately make you very unhappy it won't fulfill you if your business or your personal brand is based upon a person that's not really you um you know having all these kind of like boundaries up to hide who you really are it's just not going to make you happy and the best feeling in the world is being accepted for who you are and being free to express yourself um, and in the past, when I started out in my career, when I was younger, I felt like I had to pretend to be someone that I'm not, right? You know, 22-year-old mm. girl, just finished uni. I can't believe I'm surrounded by these, like, really successful, you know, professional people. Um, and I kind of had imposter syndrome, like, what on earth am I doing here? And you feel like you have to kind of put up this pretense, right? Mm. When actually you don't, because that there's a reason why you're in that room. There's a reason why you've got a seat at that table because you are, you are bringing something. Mm, no, definitely. And I, I solidly believe as well that things don't necessarily change unless we start having open and honest conversations, right? So if everyone assumes that everyone is okay and everyone feels comfortable or that everyone knows what's going on, that's never going to be productive. And there's no shame in sort of calling something out as to, you know, I'm actually going to question that. Why should it be like that? And why am I feeling this way? And others might feel the same. And then that's how you break the barrier and break the stereotype and, um, you know, open up the space, really. But definitely. And I see a lot more of that now. Um, what I really, really love is the, the fact that people are so much more open and accommodating with people's mental health with mm. understanding you know that not everyone is different other people may be struggling and as employees or as peers in working in the industry is to kind of make sure that everyone is okay and that you're doing everything you can do to make life better and easier for others and I think a lot has changed in business, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think the pandemic has made people reassess the way they're doing things, the way they're living, um, and also be more picky when it comes to the businesses they deal with or they buy from. Um, and it's made people kind of step back and reassess the way they're doing things. Um, and, 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 and ultimately become better, um, mm -hmm you know that time is short right definitely and I think a lot of people are taking the mindset of kind of voting with their money of supporting yes. the companies that are doing the ethical things the small kind of creators the people that support the environment diversity and things like that so there's ever more attention on it for sure I absolutely love that and and, and, and if anything these are like the good things that have been pushed forward or accelerated by the pandemic I would say Mm -hmm. uh, even the fact that people are now more open to working remotely and uh, being more flexible it gives so many more opportunities to people that wouldn't have had them before 
Mm, definitely. And just looping back on the the stereotype comment there, you mentioned you were a single mum sort of entering into this space after going through your maternity and, and during COVID. Did you experience any kind of stereotypes or negativity towards being a single mum when you were entering the space? Def definitely, but not from other people online. And I would say that, that what that's what's probably why I really enjoyed sharing content and sharing my story more because it resonated with people. And I kind of found my sort of tribe or I found my confidence by seeing that there had been other women who'd been through what I've been through and seeing all the amazing things that they're doing. Um, a lot of the negativity that I got, sadly, was more so from family because I don't know how to explain it, but it may be a side of disappointment or, you know, they're more old fashioned and that they think that, well, you're a mum now, you're a single mum, like what can you sort of do anymore? You're kind of trapped in your situation now. And that's why I, I mentioned how, you know, the pandemic has opened the doors for working remotely, working more flexibly, and it gives more opportunity to people like myself who found themselves in a situation where I was lacking support, um, where I was, you know, at home. But the fact that it was more accepted that someone could, could you know, have an online business and work anywhere in the world and it was proven to not impact business at all, actually, it gave an opportunity for someone like me to, to step up, even with all, like, the barriers in place for me to relaunch my career that's what it felt like I still did it that's so beyond powerful thanks so much for sharing Naima and I'm so glad that you are able to share your story as well because you, you said that you saw other women who'd been through similar things and you felt empowered by that and I know that you are probably a shining example for other people in in the same situation so uh, that's really amazing that you've sort of worked through seeing their example and now you've become the example upon sharing that story yeah yeah it it it, it, it i mean it's like it, it's mind-boggling to me really it's been a very a very i don't know if you felt like this but it's like the, the it's, this past like three years have just been a blur to me i don't know if, if other people feel like that but i just feel like it's just like just absolutely like whizzed whizzed past me no, I, I completely agree. And I think that's partially by what you were saying of just the acceleration of everything. I 100% agree that the pandemic has, whilst absolutely terrible, has accelerated some positive things such as the attention on, on workers' mental health. And it's the same within my space, within technology. Everything is just going at such a fast rate that we're almost getting whiplash from going through the recovery of the business from coming out of the pandemic and pivoting uh, and all of that kind of situation involved in the constant kind of change and adaptation. Um, I, I think it's been positive overall, but yeah, I completely agree. It has been a blur, but also feels like it's been five years as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, um, I feel like really positive though, in terms of the future, if you see what I mean, and the the other people who are coming up, and the fact that things are much more inclusive now, um, the space for people to be themselves, 
So there have been so many positive changes um, and everything is, is for the better, right? Um, and people can kind of bring themselves to the table now. And that's why I think personal branding and even the way you have done it, you know, for yourself, but with the podcast, even seeing stories of someone like yourself doing that and building your personal brand, it opens doors for you, right? That you meet more people, you get more opportunities. And it is just something that I posted the other day on Instagram. You know, you can build your personal brand and you you can do it on a budget. You don't have to invest anything financially if you can't, but by investing your time with sharing your story, you are opening the doors to more opportunities for yourself. Mm, definitely, 100% agree. And I think as well, the, the sort of past three years or so, I feel like I've learned and developed so much in my career, perhaps even more than the sort of years prior. And I think the reason for that is because we were all forced into this change. You know, there was no option when it was in lockdown, everything had to change. And I think it almost provided people a space to go, well, I've never tried this before, so I'm just gonna jump straight into it because there's nothing else stopping me at the moment because of the, the situation. And I think coming out of the pandemic, it's important to encourage that kind of similar level of creativity and, and trying new things so that we can continue to thrive and grow and change and, and make this positive. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. I love the way you've said that. Thank you. And thanks for the wonderful feedback about the podcast as well. I'm glad you enjoy it. And yeah, it's really, uh, you know, if we're considering sort of podcasts as a way to start a personal brand, if anyone is listening, it really is, you know, not very... it doesn't cost a lot. It's you can do it, you know, just with a plain old headset. And there are plenty of apps out there that will help you on your journey. So if there's someone out there thinking about starting it, they should definitely do it. Yeah. And what I love about podcasts as well is when it's a conversation, right, you get a lot of new stuff out of your favorite creators. And I've noticed that about listening to podcasts, you always see a new and different side of someone. Definitely. I'm a big fan of natural kind of conversations and, and also storytelling as well. I think it's the the best way that we connect and, and learn as a human race. Yeah. I'm just curious to see, because a lot of people, and I certainly relate to this, don't embark upon something because they want it to be perfect or, you know, they see other people doing it and think they'll never get to that level how did you kind of bypass either your expectations or society's expectations of what your life should look like? You know what? My expectations were not these. My expectations were just very different. I basically fell into sales. No one chooses to get into sales or business development, right? You just kind of find yourself there and you kind of stick with it if you're good at it because you do well, you get great commissions, um, you know, you meet loads of fantastic people if you're in a business that you enjoy. Um, and I, my imagination, what I was thinking was going to happen is I was just going to climb up this corporate career ladder. You know, you start off as a sales exec, a business development manager, and then you imagine yourself, you know, as some sort of C-level exec within the company. And that was my kind of plan and path and what I thought I was going to do. But the whole time I was working in that sort of environment, I wasn't being myself. I always felt that I was 
dressing up to be this like person that I'm not and you 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 have to bring a different you to the table um, and I felt that that's what was necessary but actually stepping outside of that and working as a consultant and building my own business, I realized that you can work in that space, you can work with clients in that space, and actually be yourself. Um, and I, I don't know whether this, this was just me, and me being young, you know, I was in my early 20s. So I, I, I feel like I have the freedom now to express myself to communicate my message and to be myself. It, doing exactly the same work, right? Do, working in sales, you know, building people's personal brands. But I don't feel constrained to be this like prim and proper corporate person. Um, and I think that culture is changing a lot now too. Mm, I love that. Again, so, so powerful about, you know, being yourself and and recognizing uh, when you weren't being yourself and, and moving into something that allowed you more freedom I certainly think and something we talk about a lot is that sometimes people can go down a path because maybe it's expected or you know there's some kind of external pressure making them them walk that path or do that thing in life and definitely think there's power in kind of stepping out of that situation and considering really what you want and if it's if you're doing what you want then that's great but if you're doing it for another reason i.e society is expecting you to do it then I think there's value in questioning that and seeing if there's anything that can be done to change it and it sounds you did exactly that but but people they don't really like that right safe your family like say if your family are quite old-fashioned or they don't understand it they they think it's too big of a risk you know oh just get a job you know keep your head down keep at it for like the next 20 30 years um you know don't don't do anything too risky that my, my you know my family was always very risk adverse um and doing anything for yourself outside of their box, the box that they had created would be un un unthinkable or not even worth discussion. Mm. And how did you kind of get past that then? What gave you the strength to kind of say, I'm doing it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what? I think it just gets to a point where you know that what, is most important is that you're happy um, and because I was struggling so much with anxiety um, and I wanted to put my mental health first I really felt that that was the best thing for me um, I always say to people um, you know I used to live in Knightsbridge I used to you know go to all of the best places you know whatever <laughs> you, you you'd like to say I was living that London lifestyle but I was the most unhappiest person that I've ever been um I I, I felt like it was so toxic I felt like it, it wasn't really me and actually getting outside of that bubble of just expecting to be living a way that wasn't truly me and having to always put on this facade and going to all these like fancy places or whatever it it, it, it was like what, what are you doing all of this for you know um and getting outside of that and and being able to kind of like be genuine and be around genuine people that's what makes me happy 
Mm, fascinating. And I, I think it, it's so funny because exactly what you described in terms of like, you know, living in a really posh area and going to all those fancy places, a lot of people might describe that as their, you know, perfect life. But I think actually, as you say, choosing happiness over perfection is a better idea uh, and a better guide because just because society thinks that, you know, dining out and being rich is sort of desirable, maybe it's not actually what will make you happy in life. Well, actually, you know, you know what? Usually they're the saddest people or, or, or the, the people who are, like, struggling the most, you know, because they feel so isolated. Mm. Um, from my experience, from what I've seen, um, that would be definitely the case. So it's always good to put what you're passionate about and what makes you happy first because if you do that you're going to be successful anyway mm, definitely I'm a big fan I think it's a, a Jim Carrey quote that he says I wish everyone could get rich and famous so they can see that it doesn't solve their problems <laughs> that is very true and you know what like you don't need to the money to make you happy because what Honestly, waking up every morning happy and excited for your day, that's like priceless, right? And yes. living the life that makes you happy is what matters, you know? And it doesn't take money to do that, but it takes you taking that step to allow yourself to, to, to live, that, live in that way. You know, a lot of people, that they're, they're, they're scared to take the risk or to do something because of what others would think. But actually that could be your moment of, of, of change, right? And so many people struggle for so long. Um, let's say, you know, people at the top of their game, like in corporate careers or bankers, you know, really high pressured roles. And uh, I, I've spoken to so many of them running my personal branding agency when they decided to step back, do it alone, you know, set up a small firm or start being a consultant, whatever it would be. And they feel like a huge weight has been lifted from their shoulders or that they can bring their personality to the table now. Um, and it's just amazing to see. Mm, no, I love that. That's a really positive change for sure. Yeah. Oh, Naima, this conversation has been so inspiring. I know that this is going to reside so much with everyone. If they want to reach out to you or find out more, where can they find you? Oh, my website is closerconsultancy.com. Um, and on Instagram as well, it's closerconsultancy.com. Um, and I, I, I love the online community that I've built. Um, and I love, I, 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 I've always been someone who's obsessed with social media, I'll be honest. Um, so, you know, I, I love speaking to new people, um, learning about new businesses. So I, I'd love to speak to them. Amazing. Thanks so much, Naima. I, this has been so inspiring. I really appreciate your time being our guest today. Thank you so much, Alistair, for the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening, fellow imperfectionist. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope it has inspired you to get closer to your true purpose in life. If you have a question, thoughts on this episode or suggestions of topics or even future guests, I would love to hear from you. Visit pickingupperfection.com slash participate. You can also follow me on my socials, Instagram, LinkedIn, and even contact me via email. Links for all of this are in the show notes. See you next time.